Consider my affliction and please deliver me. Plead my cause and redeem me. Salvation's not for the wicked, for they don't seek your word. Great are your tender mercies, Lord. Revive me according to your loving kindness. Revive me that I might seek your word. Revive me according to your loving kindness. Revive me, O Lord. You give me understanding according to your word. Great peace for those who seek your face. I long for salvation. My lips shall praise your name. I rejoice in the treasure of your keep. Revive me according to your loving kindness. Revive me that I may seek your word. Revive me according to your loving kindness. Revive me, O Lord. Psalm 19, 7 through 9. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Here in these verses, we have one of the great promises in the Bible about the Bible, what it can do for us what it can do to us, what it can do through us. And here, there's f- in these three verses, there's five different words that are used for God's word, the law, the testimony, the precepts, the commandments, the fear. And then there's five different descriptions of it. It's perfect, it's sure, it's right, it's pure, it's clean. And then there's five different promises that go with it or advantages that come from it. It revives the soul. It makes the wise simple. It rejoices the heart. It enlightens the eyes, and it endures forever. So let's think about each of those effects that the Word has on us. It revives the soul. The most famous psalm in the Bible, Psalm 23, and one of the things we celebrate there is that the Lord is my shepherd. He restores my soul. Well, this verse prepares us for that and tells us how he does that. He does it with the word, the renewed, restored soul. This word revive is the same word used in 1 Samuel 30, where um, Saul goes to the witch of Endor and has her 
brings Samuel up from the dead. And that's what it is. It's a, it's a bringing the soul to life. And the idea is if your spirit is strong, if your soul is strong, if your spirit's strong, no matter what is happening in your life, you can survive. You will be strong. That's why Paul in Ephesians chapter 3, the most important thing he can pray is that God, according to his riches of his glory, would grant you to be strengthened with power in your spirit, in your inner being, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith so that you being rooted and grounded in love will have the strength to comprehend with all the saints. What is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge? That's how you have your soul strengthened and it revived. That's what the word does to you. It brings your soul to life. But then it makes the wise, it makes wise the simple. That word simple means the the teachable, the gullible, those who are ready to believe things. You know, it makes them wise, wisdom. The skill for living, wisdom, it's more to be desired than gold, more important than fame, power, wealth. And the simple are those who are easily led. They can be gullible. They can be silly. And Proverbs tells us that we all start out this way. All of us start out as simple, simple children. But one of the gifts of Proverbs and the rest of the word is that it brings us along the path to wisdom. See, the simple are people who are often aimless, inexperienced. They drift. See, they often do harm but mean no harm. See, these are the the simple are the people who unintentionally say things that are offensive to those around them. One of the tragedies of the church is that it's filled with people who are simple. The simple try and help but often do more hurt than they do help. This is actually one of the great problems in all philanthropic enterprises. People have good intentions, but often don't have the wisdom to know how to help. It's like the book Toxic Charity, how churches and charities hurt those they help. Good intentions aren't enough. That's because they're simple. But the word is meant to make wise the simple, to sharpen your mind, to help you think But then it also rejoices the heart. It brings joy. See, it revives you so you come alive, then it gives you wisdom. But that wisdom doesn't lead to cynicism. See, so often the cynics think they're cynics because they're smarter than everyone else. That's not true. Real wisdom can progress and leads to a rejoicing of the heart. It brings joy. But it's a deep joy. Reminded of that line in the Lord of the Rings where right before the Battle of the Pelennor Fields, there Pippin sitting with Gandalf and he hears him laugh. And it says that he heard that laugh and Pippin looked and yet in the wizard's face he saw at first only lines of care and sorrow. Though as he looked more intently, he perceived that under all there was a great joy a fountain of mirth enough to set a kingdom laughing were it to gush forth. See, underneath the surface, there was this reservoir of deep joy that could explode out of the heart. Not a naive joy, not a cynical sneering, but the word, it rejoices the heart, and then it enlightens the eyes. The central metaphor in the psalm is the sun. 
The sun brings light, and we'll celebrate that the word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. And so now your soul is revived, your mind is wise, your heart is joyful, and now you have eyes to see. You can see things you couldn't see before. You can see evidences of mercy. You can see demonstrations of grace. You have eyes to see because they've been enlightened. And then what does the word do? It endures forever. That word for enduring literally is the word standing. It will stand forever. And see, now you're prepared to endure. You're prepared to stand. So what this is doing, these three verses are campaigning, they are painting a composite composite picture of a life that's been transformed by the Word. It's the reason why you love it. See, what the Word does is it revives your soul. Your dead soul has been brought to life, and then it makes your mind sharp and gives you wisdom. But not only is your mind sharp, your heart is joyful, and then your eyes are clear. Now you can see what people can't see, and then your feet are strong. Isn't this a beautiful picture of a life that can endure? See, if you have these things, you can endure anything. A soul revived, a mind that's sharp, a heart that's joyful, eyes that are clear, and feet that are strong. Oh, let us be that way. And how do you become that way? By delighting in the Word, meditating on the Word. It's the Word that brings us. What a gift the Word is. Let us not neglect it. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son. 